1: Hi!
0: Right. You're rolling with Jason and John, 92.9 FM ESPN, and all around us as we roll through Memphis is the college football season. We are fully immersed now, and we'll get even more immersed this weekend as Memphis kicks off its season down in Starkville. Woo! Big opportunity for the Tigers against a Mississippi State team that I like, John doesn't like so much. We'll see what Mike Leach, Will Rogers, and company have got in store for Memphis come tomorrow at football last night as well. John, I stopped short of saying my balls. They're not my balls. We don't do that here in Memphis, Tennessee. But Marlon Walls' balls looked pretty good last night. Yes, against a scrub in Ball State, but they did look like a – that offense looked like what you expected to look like with Hendon Hooker under center. He was awesome. And then, man, oh, man, what a blockbuster deal in the NBA. Sorry, New York Knicks. You don't get Donovan Mitchell. The Cleveland Cavaliers. Do John, they were willing to pay the price.
2: Yes, yes, indeed. Um, and, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I guess maybe a little a, a bit more lukewarm on it than others. Oh, I'll be interested to hear your take. Mostly because, you know, I, I think if you've been listening to the show for the last couple of years, that uh, you know that I'm not a big fan of, of Donovan. You know, I think his, his, you do know that. his, his particular profile of undersized volume shooter mm-hmm. is not my kind of guard, right? That's not that's not the guard that I want, but I acknowledge that it was still probably a sensible move for Cleveland, given contracts and decisions that were coming up on roster guys. Anyway, so I got I may be honest with you. Jeff was pressuring me this morning. He was. He does that typically. To, to, yeah, pressing me on
0: whether Cleveland now has a better nucleus. Than the Grizzlies, maybe we can have you Ooh. answer that at some point today. He was pressing me, yeah. this morning on that one.
2: Cleveland is uh, an exciting team. They were they were one of the big shocks last season in the NBA, right? With Jared Allen and Evan Mobley and Darius Garland, they really kind of showed up out of nowhere. Uh, much like the Grizzlies in a way. So, yeah, it's, it's an interesting comparison. We'll get into that today here on the show. 1225, Sean Salisbury is going to join us. Looking forward to that. He's joining us throughout the NFL season. So, he will join us at 1225. It is the last it's Friday so close. we will be talking uh, without NFL action on the Sunday or before the night before on that Thursday. So, the last time we will be doing this until, um, I don't know, February, right? Beautiful. So, uh, Titans is, got
0: some bad news yesterday too.
2: Yes, they did. Yes, they I'll did. Nice to go point. ahead and just emotionally detach before the Nobody's game starts. That. No, that's the Jason Smith way. No,
0: that's what Bennett does.
2: That's what that, that, that. I think Titans fans would be wise to borrow from you here.
0: I may be ready though to hand the division over to the Colts with the latest news. <sighs> is that what it I've been was? Holding on forever. Yes, you have. In terms of my belief in the Titans and winning the South this year again, this year.
2: Another blow. Big blow. This is a perfect excuse. Right to just you know defer. I'm st- I'm staying I'm staying with him. Just yeah. Concern more concern. Yeah. So uh, we'll talk about all that with Sean Salisbury at twelve twenty five. Then Anthony Sane's going to be in the building at one twenty five. He launched uh, his podcast group yesterday, right? Yeah. Me- I saw that. Media mogul. Uh, Asylum Media
0: Group is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. It's a it's a podcast network from what I gather, and it's going to be adding more things. I- I'm interested to ask him about just what all he envisions for it. Basically, he's going to He's the next Rupert Murdoch.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, you know, he's going to
0: take over. He's a media mogul, man. I'm so happy for him. It's, you
2: know? uh, it, it's, it's hard. It's hard to make it in this business. And so I give Anthony a lot of credit for, uh, you know, hacking it, man, and trying to make oh, it yeah. happen. Yeah. Doesn't matter what comes his way.
0: Like, yeah. he's going to keep grinding and keep kicking indoors. That's why we love saying he's a hustler and he brings it to this, uh, to this market. We love it. Love having him on every Friday. Yeah, so he'll join Plus us. His kid's going to be a freaking stud athlete. Just being tight, ty- you know, yeah. It's going to be dad of a big time prospect. Right. In about ten years.
2: That's right. So uh, he'll join us at one twenty-five. So that is the show today. Get you ready for your long, uh, your long weekend for Labor Day. Uh, you got to get on the big green egg. Yeah, bro. No, you ain't. Yeah, I am. You. you I slacking. had somebody asking me
0: about that the other day. I do need to up my game. Got a big green egg out there, and typically I'm only doing burgers and hot dogs.
2: It's intimidating. 'Cause you can do like pizza with it, you yeah, can do you a know, bunch of stuff. A lot
0: more than just burgers, dogs. Doesn't feel like I'm maximizing yeah. you know the use there. But I will be on cooking some overdone burgers, uh cooking yep. some not so burnt dogs because Chris doesn't like the burnt ones. Yep. Uh and yeah, I'll I'll get out there. I'll, I'll be honest there, with put you. Put in some work and some uh, dudes.
2: I still have not mastered the the igniting of the big green egg. You know? I still have I mean I haven't. 'Cause like I end up having to burn too many uh you know, those of those, you know, squares. That, that's the
0: best thing about the, the big green egg is how easy it is to light. What do you mean you haven't mastered? it? You've had the damn thing like three, four years, haven't I you? I know,
2: yeah. And I still have not figured it out, bro. My, my stuff be getting on. Like, there's a big flame. It's like charbroiled, bro. Brad, it's, what you want? You want gas or, or fire out there? You want gas or charcoal? We're on gas. That's all right. That's just like you get it done.
0: I used to be a gas man. Meat tastes different.
2: Not everybody gets a, not everybody got a, a, a frigging big green egg courtesy of Germantown Hardware and Paints, bro. All right? So, yes, i great I'm a, deal I'm a, that we got. A I'm gonna come. I'm gonna come to your defense on that one, Brad. Yeah, I mean, you'd be on gas too if not for that sweet deal from Germantown Hardware. And no, I got you got me one of them
0: ninety nine dollar Kroger barrel joints before mm. after but before I got the big soda. Don't, don't put that on me. Yeah, that, that was charcoal, boy. That's big time. Yeah. Now my wife said I'm less of a man if I'm not out there
2: grilling during the holidays. You know what so they say? We've all
0: got responsibilities, gentlemen. You
2: know what they say? We'll and we'll get to Tennessee and we'll get to Memphis tournament. But they say the uh, the Blackstone Grill is the one. I think that's what it's called. I have not heard of this. So you can tell how how naive I am when it comes to grills. Like like a, Is this new? Is this a, new I, don't know if, I don't know if it's new. But I saw it on TikTok and a guy was like, fellas, if your wife buys you this grill, understand what it means. You will be cooking everything on it. Like you'll be cooking everything, like, breakfast. You'll be like, Apparently it's like that kind of like you can do anything on it. Can you do it from an app inside? An app. How do you mean? Literally,
0: cook oh. on your app and control the temperature. I don't this know. This brother was telling me he's got one that does that now. That's what I'm saying. We're eons behind. Yeah. Literally sitting in the house controlling the temperature from an app. Now, that is. Where they do that
2: at? Can they flip the stuff? It, I need that one. Right. Sk- Skynet. Yeah, then I don't have to go outside. Yeah, not, you don't have to do anything. No, just babysit it. Right. Yeah. Uh, you can
0: tell we're looking <laughs> forward to getting on the grill. We're some men up in here, aren't we?
2: Well, I don't, I don't My family is gone, so I am left to my own devices this weekend. Which is an interesting feeling. Uh, I know
0: what that means. It means Chick-fil-A, Brad. i tell you this. It's a Chick-fil-A weekend at John's house.
2: It's nice. It's nice being solo, dello, man. You know, uh, brother ain't got no kind of responsibility. Hold oh, on, mother-in-law ain't in town either? Nope. Oh wee Nope. Ooh, that man free in his own home. i would be like, damn, y'all can stay another couple of days if y'all want, you know?
0: <laughs> Not that I want to see it, but you need to walk around naked in that thing and, and, and right oh yeah just the freedom just to mark your territory well, again. I, you've given it I up. do own the home you know still I yeah no you don't say owns it I own that home your mother in law owns it and Riley owns it now if now, name, you you want to take it no. back maybe to maybe this way, while they're gone you try to take it back mark your territory again
2: yeah well, obviously, the territory's getting marked this weekend and it's okay. a perfect weekend because college football is in full swing yeah buddy it happened last night it kicked off want to tell you that we started this college football week uh season with some winners. We both gave you – how many times did we try to give people Tennessee minus 34, 35? About right?
0: seven times last week. We this, to give, well, this week.
2: We tried me. to give people Tennessee minus 34, 35 about 15 different times, and it was never even in doubt. Tennessee picked Ball State's quarterback off in the first play of the game, and it was it was off to the races from there. That's 38 none at the half. <clears throat> third, they were covering the number at the half. Mm-hmm. Um, and they ultimately ended up putting in uh, Joe Milton. Put in, they put in Milton there. Oh, in the second Joe, half. and he wasn't bad. He looked pretty good. I mean, he's a pretty good backup quarterback. I was, me- I was messing around with Ron Slay on Twitter, uh, who's also a, a Superbook endorser, and, it- and he said it's time to get Milton in there. This is like the beginning of the second half, right? I said, Ron, some of us have thirty-four. All right, <laughs> like some of us have the number here. It's not that time, right? Well, because you know what Joe Milton does, he steps out of bounds mm-hmm. with zeros on the clock. I remember. So it's not a. He- He's not exactly a guy that's going to make you feel great about your bet, regardless. That says Ball State. I mean, yeah, it's Ball State, so it's hard to it's hard to uh, pick last in its division. In the back, yeah, I believe. I will say Tennessee's defense, while and I know you have a point that you want to make nah. on them. I know you have a point you want to make on them. I thought, in, in terms of their their speed, in terms of their speed on the perimeter and closeouts, I thought they were they looked incredibly fast. Like and of course, like they're an SEC defense, right? right. But the way that they just closed the gap when a guy would catch the ball on the flat, they would get there every time. Ball State couldn't breathe; they were suffocating, man. To the point to where it was like, they got down there at the end of the game, they're like, "Forget it, let's just kick the field goal, man. Let's just take the three because we're not scoring another well, touchdown.
0: Well, after going for it on fourth down a couple yeah, times early in that game, that made no sense. Goal and, but they it made realized the betters than
2: the over. So yeah, I mean, if 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 you thought that uh and we, we we promised yesterday we said we're not going to come in here and overreact unless it wasn't unless it's an L right but if you thought the Tennessee was going to have a good year there was there was really probably nothing that you saw yesterday that would necessarily uh, have changed your mind i mean especially offensively hendon hooker looked the part Well, it's, it's it's
0: how just much more comfortable they look even this season and they did by the end of the year last year in that hype offense but just how how fast it is you know, all of it from the from Hendon Hooker to the receivers, yep. uh, to the run game. At least last night, that offense is moving, and you it, you struggle to keep up. And again, not going to overreact it's Ball State, but it does feel like a, an offense that I think averaged around forty last year. Like we said, could tick up. Maybe you're talking about forty five, forty six points a game this year or more. That's how good it looked, and I think can continue to look. Uh, and obviously, it's going to you know a much bigger test next week at Pittsburgh. Yep. Uh, that said. I'm with you on the defense, three turnovers, two interceptions, the fumble recovery, you like that. Here's the one thing I would say, and, and I'm glad we talked to Marlon Walls yesterday because he underlined this. It's the, the the concerns with Tennessee this year on the defensive side of the ball and can they get off the field on third down. You know, you're not hearing that from me first. You heard it from Marlon yesterday. and And yesterday, the one thing they didn't do, was close out on getting to the quarterback. Mm -hmm. Only two tackles for loss and zero sacks. And again, that's a Ball State team picked last in its division. So the fact that they didn't get a sack at all, I just go back to, okay, you guys are going to be able to get the pressure right on teams that you're going to need to get. Hell, next week against Keaton Slovis Mm -hmm. that you're going to need to get. Are you all going to be able to manufacture that kind of pressure? Didn't see that last night. That said it was good performance by the Balls. You're not going to overly pick here. They took care of business. Ball State gets out of there with $1.5 million.
2: Yeah. Well, good for them, yeah. Well, it
0: helps their – they're they're pro. They that, need it.
2: That'll that will make their year, no doubt. So yeah, that was uh that that, that sets up like you mentioned the the uh oh god, what should be a great game.
0: I underestimated where Pittsburgh would be. I, I I did. I I looked at that one and said, Okay, the ball's gonna get revenge on this one. But Slovis, new quarterback obviously, but a very experienced quarterback come from USC, he looked good last night. That that's gonna be a true test. Yes. Not just a revenge game, you go in there and get the win. It's gonna be tough to win in
2: Pittsburgh. Anyway. It is, it is. And and speaking of tests, there's one here for the local team this weekend. A great, I mean, we're talking like T-cap. Did you but, take but, the T-cap? But, but, but,
0: but a test where the stakes aren't incredibly high, well, though, Kind of right? like, like the T-cap, You're right. Bro. It's, it's
2: a, I see what you're saying. The T-cap really only affected your teacher, bro. The T-cap didn't affect you. I guess that's true. You know, so you could you could just, you could just, uh, you know, punt the T-cap if you
0: wanted see, to. See, I never did that. I always looked at it as, I'm going to do my best. But yeah. you, you were like, no, nah, I this T-cap, I'll just go A, B, 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 C, yep. C, C, because it's fun. Yep.
2: I didn't care about the TCAT. The only, the only le- three letters
0: I cared about was ACT. And yet you're here, still opposite me at 31. Look at that path you took. Well, you did, I mean, you it, just it, went it, through
2: it, not giving a damn. It don't Josh take much. Can be done. It don't take much. That Proud is what. That is what you. That is, is you. What you uh, that is what you learn. So it is a. It is.
0: You're right. I like that it's a TCap.
2: Yeah. I mean, the ACT is going to be, you know, like m- the midway through, right? I mean, that home stand. That's your ACT. I A. Uh, no, I don't. They don't take the SAT as much anymore. I'm sure maybe some universities required. I never took one of those. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a low stakes swing, right? Like so many teams have taken in the past, like many many times this Memphis football team has taken. What do you want to see? I mean, because I, we we've already talked about how we kind of
0: think the game. Yeah, will I go. mean,
2: I really just want to see Memphis Memphis's offense be able to move the chains consistently. Like, I, and I know that's a, you know tough to ask that's against a,
0: an SEC defense. Twelfth best run defense in the country last year.
2: But I just want to see them be able to like move the ball, not commit, you know. Uh, disciplinary, you know, penalties, right, you know, formations, false starts, things like that, you know, just composure. I want to see as much compo- – look, in the end, if you get overwhelmed by the talent, you get overwhelmed by the talent, that's okay. That is to be expected a lot of the time. Um, but I really just I'm, – I'm looking for, you know, some growth. You know, how is Seth Hennigan going to handle that atmosphere? Probably going to be the toughest one he has ever played in, Right. I'm trying to. Oh think.
0: yeah, to start the year down there, you know, cowbell's going to be going yeah. crazy. Yeah. Oh so, yeah, I, he, I definitely that,
2: But one of the things that when we had Calvin John, uh, Austin on the show, you know, before he got drafted, he kind of he kind of talked about how how cool Seth Hinton was, like how low key he is. To be a, of, I think, product of being coach's son. Part exactly. Of that, that so pool. so look, he's. Pro- I mean, I'm, I'm sure he's been in situations like this before on the road hostile environment. This will be the most people probably. So I just want to. I just want to see. You know some composure, I think, from this Memphis football team. I don't expect to win, um, but I am playing the over. I'm playing the over on this game. A lot of people I respect are playing the over on this game because you think Memphis eventually gonna score some points. Yeah, I, I do. I think yeah. they're a good offense. I'm in the same boat. I mean, I look again. I think Mississippi State probably covers the number because I just i they have every motivation in the world to do that. Like I just don't see them letting up on Memphis. But I just I think Memphis will be heard from in this game offensively. Whether again it co- it comes in the context of a competitive game, I don't know. But I think twenty four, you know, twenty eight that feels very doable for Memphis. I might look stupid. I might look stupid, uh, you know, on Monday or Tuesday when we come back in here and you know Memphis ball got beat fifty six to to ten. You know, it's happened before. But I, I do I think I think we're gonna see some some fight from this Memphis team. I think they're gonna put up points. Um, And the only question is, you know, how does it happen and when does it happen?
0: For me, I've said a lot of this already this week, but coming out of this thing relatively healthy, as healthy as you can after going against an SEC team seems super important to me, especially with what you've got next week. Yep. Right. So playing a lot of guys feels like the way you can do that. Again, low expectations here in terms of winning. So like I was telling Jeff, this of course, you're trying to win the game. But this idea of trying to kill yourself or running Brandon Thomas into the ground if things aren't working, you need Brandon Thomas more next week. You know Absolutely. what I mean? So coming through Absolutely. this thing relatively healthy feel, feels important to me, again, because you got bigger fish to fry, and that really starts next week with Navy. That's, that's what's more important to, is. to your season. Here's the other part about the, the part we haven't talked as much about, because I've said, want to reestablish ground game, take some of that pressure off Seth again, and that's the way you keep Will Rogers off the field, too, is having a, a ground game, again tall order for a... Uh, against a defense that returns. A lot of guys was 12th against the run last year. Defensive side, we haven't talked as much about that, frankly, because it's a wild card under Matt Barnes coming over first year. We know some of the guys, but there are a lot of new new faces. Uh, you know about Cormonte on the end. Yep. Can he be a difference maker uh, transferring from Ohio State, uh, obviously in a defensive end position? But, but the defense as a whole, Here, here's my thing, John. You, you know where I'm at on offense, what I'd like to see. Defensively, I'd like to see them take more chances. Try to see him get out. Why not? I, Especially in a game like right. this where it's going to be a lot of the short stuff. You already know. It's going to be mostly air attack. You, last year it felt like Memphis laid back a lot. You know, and, and, and again this year, you'd like to just see him hopefully under under Barnes be more aggressive just in terms of taking the chances. And this feels like the opportunity you want to do that because, again, nobody's expecting you to go down to Starkville and come out here with a win. So maybe you can get yourself into some blitz situations or send in some extra pressure where you see, hey, maybe we can do this next week against Navy or or, or further down the line against the season. But trying to establish more of an attacking defense. That's what I'm hoping to see this year under Matt Barnes. Right. And, again, yeah, that could lead to some quick scores yep. tomorrow against Mississippi State team against Will Rogers, who's very experienced. Yep. But I don't think this should be a year where you're laying back, especially when you've got some of the guys on that defense like Quindell who, look, they're they're capable of getting up. To, stop coming up against the run. Like, why not be aggressive and go ahead and get a preview of that, I'm hoping, well, against
2: that, Mississippi State. Uh, and that was the issue with Memphis' defense last year, right? They would, lot times lay- they would only rush three, right? Yes, man. Yeah. And, and there to, was no pressure yeah. and so you know just it, it allowed offenses to kind of do whatever they want to, to set the tone whether yep. it was running or throwing the ball well look i mean i think yep. that's another that's another you know sort of aspect to all of this for Brian Silverfield i mean his coordinator hires right yep. brand, brand new coordinator hires he you know credit to him for recognizing that it, you know um McIntyre was not good enough or the scheme was not good enough however you want to say it uh, and, and moving on but you know, these are your hires, and, uh, you know, that they, they need to work, they need to pan out. And so I do think, I think we'll see some stuff. You know, we've talked to people who have specifically mentioned, you know, Matt Barnes and, and just what they like from him. I mean, he is coming up from Ohio State, so um, you know he's got the bona fides, there's no question about that. It's not necessarily got to be this weekend, you know, I'm not saying you got to show everything this weekend, but... You know, I, you would like to put you know Rodgers on his ass at least a couple times, mm-hmm. right? Just a few times, just to, you know, show a little something. So, yeah, I, I think that's all very realistic. Even, um, if,
0: even if it's not getting to him, if you could rush a throw, jump a pass, you know, jump one of those short passes. Do you remember the way Memphis played Rosen back in the day? Your, oh, yeah. The UCLA game just aggressively they played him up. Yeah, uh, but, and kind of exposed him in a way, but put some extra pressure, because why not? and it ended up leading to good things again in a game where you got really nothing to lose just it, it makes a lot of sense to draw up some stuff on that side of the ball to me uh experiment a little bit it's the first one it's not nearly going to matter as much as uh, as next week and again uh to go back to your point about atmosphere and how this will be the toughest one to Hennigan's seen it is great prep great road prep obviously for navy which, again, historically has been a tough game for you, especially on the road, but having been down to Starkville, you certainly won't be any sort of intimidated going against that Navy team on the road. Very important game on the road. You will have had a nice road test beforehand, a true yeah. a tr- I mean, a true road test, as tough as it gets.
2: Well, college football is in full swing this weekend. Um, I'm playing over 56. That's, that's my official play of the college football weekend. That is my official play. That's the Patty play. Uh, what again, about what about? A, now let me ask you this. Uh, well, unless you had more on that one, no, I just I just had the I just which, think, yeah, I, there's going to be more than 46 which, 56 points.
0: Which way you leaning on on Florida State LSU on Sunday? Um, it's still three and a half. Think yeah, it's still three and a half LSU's favor.
2: Uh, I, 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 I give me the points. Anything you got to feel? Give, give me the points. Give me the Florida State and the points. You know, I, 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 three and a half feels like a key number there, right? Sure. I don't think it's going to be a very high scoring game. So that's a big
0: one, feels like to me, from Norville.
2: And I think he'll, I, I think he'll respond appropriately, right? He'll have that team ready to go, and it's you're getting an LSU team that's not itself. It's in transition. Yeah, I mean, this is not this is your chance to beat LSU, quite honestly, because in two years, it's like big opportunity for me. You know, that's gonna be a that's gonna be an, a, a well oiled outfit. He's gonna have his guys in there, and and uh, it's gonna look a lot different. No so question. you know, I you, but it's still beating LSU now. I mean, you're still getting that win. It's a still and you're, you're underdog. I mean, you're underdog for a reason. To yeah, points still beating LSU in the Superdome. It's still a, you know. I, I hope Mike Norvell succeeds, and I think if he's able to come too. home with a win here, um, that would you know. I think it would get people off of him for a second at least, you know, and then you could sort of try to try to build off of that. So anyway, big weekend in college football should be a. Hell of a time in the, on this long weekend. We'll come back. Uh, Sean Salisbury's going to join us at twelve twenty-five. We'll break down NFL with him, and then Anthony Sain's going to hop on at one twenty-five. Stick around, Jason and John. How do you turn the ESPN. Fanduel wants you to be
0: ready for game day. College football's all around us now. And right now, new customers can get $150 in free bets guaranteed for week one, the rest of week one. Just place $5 bet, and you can get $150 in free bets, win or lose. You can try a same game parlay bet with those free bets. Jump to the action with some live betting or bet with the big promotions. The FanDuel's always got like odds boost. Go for it all with National Championship Futures. I'd be just letting it ride those free bets on Alabama. That's a pretty good bet, uh, especially coming off not winning it last year. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, now's the perfect time to give it a shot. The app's easy to use. They're always hooking you up with great odds, like we said, and when you do win, you're going to get paid fast. So see for yourself why they're America's number one sportsbook. Download the FanDuel app today. Sign up with the promo code JSmith and place a $5 bet to get $150. Yes, $150 on a $5 bet in free bets. Guaranteed. That's to kick off this college football season This week, officially. That's, uh, again, promo code JSMITH. Must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required bonus issued as is non-withdrawable free bets that expire 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fano.com. Gambling problem called Tennessee Redline
1: Line 1-800-889-9789. Michael Jenkins helping you beat the book with BetQL. The
0: best and worst face-off in New York as the Mets host the Nationals. Leading Washington by nearly 40 games in the division, it's tough to find value at the money line in New York. But never fear.
3: that QL still thinks you can play the Mets with a not-so-juicy minus 130 New York on the run line is easier to lay than minus 275 on the money line. With the Mets expected to
0: dominate Washington, the BetQL five-star play of the day is to take New York on the run line
1: over the net. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.
3: Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today.
4: All
2: right, so over at Field of 68, which of course covers college basketball, Jeff Goodman, Rob Dostra, our friends there at the network, they have uh, put out a series. They put out a series this week of the best recruiters in college basketball. They went through five through 20, right? And they left number one through number five for today. They're released today. Now, in terms of 20 through 5. I mean, it's the names you know, right? I guess we'll start at number 10 because that's really the the ones that matter. John Shire, number 10. Dana Altman, number 9 at Oregon. Eric Musselman, 8. Juwan Howard, 7. Scott Drew at 6. They released their top five today. Number 5, Rick Stansberry. Bill Self, number 4. Number 3, Leonard Hamilton. Number 2, Penny Hardaway. And number one, of course, John Calipari. So that is oh uh, that is the uh, that is the reputation of Penny Hardaway on the national level, and it is kind of it wow. is it is kind of wild. I mean, it, and it's I mean, why wouldn't he be you know the the one of the best recruiters in the country? He's gotten two number one recruiting classes. He has been, you know, really good on the transfer portal. Right when it comes to the transfer, portal. when I was talking to somebody yesterday though about this sort of this sort of an aside but i do think it's relevant to memphis right like this person was saying that kansas for example right when it comes to nil kansas has a collective right they have a collective fund they have a collective you know yeah i thought pretty much everybody's getting with it or
0: getting hit with it uh, in terms of having a
2: collective well, well this person said memphis does not have that yet now i don't know if the 901 fund is supposed to be that um or if that's something different entirely, but a collective, whatever that means, but that Memphis doesn't have that yet and that Memphis needs to get it. Um, so I thought that was interesting. That's, but that's just an aside, right? I mean, that's just sort of... And it is. It is I guess it's interesting in the context of Emmanuel Cott, right, leaving Memphis and going to Western Kentucky. Clearly, he did not get what he thought he was going to get at Memphis, um, and that's why he decided to go to Western Kentucky. But, but that's neither here nor there, really. Um, Penny has shown that he has... You know, he's been a force, really. Uh, He can get players at Memphis. He's done it class to class. And again, I will say this, you know, there were no guarantees of that. I think the guarantee with Penny when he got the job in 2018 was that he was going to get his kids. He was going to get the East kids. He was going to get James Wiseman. He was going to get those kids, and he did. He got all those kids. He got DJ Jeffries. He got James Wiseman. He got Malcolm, Alo, et cetera, which at that time Memphis was not getting kids like that. They were getting a third of kids like that, right? The the, the the unknown was, okay, what when when Penny's grip on grassroots dissipates over time because he's not in it anymore, right? And and and, and guys that he has connections to directly, those guys move on and, and phase out. What will it look like for him in in, you know, in, in the lexicon of college basketball? And to his credit, he has been as high level today as he was when he took the job with guys he did not coach with guys he did not have personal connections to um you know he that his brand has you know persisted you know even you know 4 or 5 years into him doing this which was question mark right would it would it be as strong in 2022 as it was in 2018 well the answer resoundingly is yes and field of 68 is acknowledging that with that ranking yeah I mean it's it's truly impressive
0: to to have a guy that's only got one guy in front of him when it comes to you know what the rest of the college basketball world thinks about who the nation's best recruiters are that's that's saying something that you're already on a level with Cal at least you're your, the, the people who cover it think so now, because it's one thing to believe that you can do it, like Penny Hardaway said in his initial press conference when he took over. He wanted to recruit against the Dukes and Kentuckys. It's one thing to say. It's another thing to go do it. And what you've seen is just like he could pretty much get anybody Johnny wanted at the grassroots level, he's been, you know, when when he puts his eye on you at this level, he's been just as effective. That brand's been just as strong. And it really feels like even, you know, Penny Said it in a in a in a story yesterday, talking about the you know the dissolution of the IARP. It just feels like whatever you throw at him, he's going to adapt. Yep. Right. Whether it's having to sort of own the transfer portal or getting the top guy, or if it's a five star guy like a Nasir Cunningham in 2024, doing the things you need to do to position yourself, hiring Andy Borman to put yourself in position to be right there at the forefront for a guy like that. So yeah, Penny's adaptable, man. Savvy. Whatever words you want to use, he's. He's not just – we said there's a chance he could be great at this, but he's clearly shown very early on here he's not just great but can be the best at it. You've, so that, that's half the battle, guys. Sometimes it it's more than half the battle. Uh, the rest of it now is just, again, the roster building, the construction of that, chemistry issues. Because I tell you, too, he's got a style. He's got a culture when it comes to defensively, the way his teams play. Yep. Like he's got the uh, – we've said we put it this way. He's got so many of the boxes checked now. That it it feels like you are close in terms of being that team that can hopefully from a you know relatively regular basis compete again for chances to go to Sweet Sixteens, Final Fours, all that. You're close. You got a lot of the boxes checked, John. Yeah. Recruiting, style of play. Now, hopefully, point guard, right? The, the kind of point guard you need in college basketball to be elite today. That guy that can that can score and do both. Kendrick Davis is certainly that. So it's it's really just a matter of getting around that corner. You know, uh, uh, um, you know now formally uh, getting around the corner. And hopefully, you stay there in terms of again a team that can make runs to a Sweet Sixteen each year.
2: Well, and the other that's thing, the
0: next level for Penny, yeah. The
2: other thing Memphis. too is that people would say right as a as a as a criticism of Penny prior to this year is yeah, well you know he's not making tournaments, he's getting players, but well that's the other side of it. Yeah, it can. But people, I, I guess the they expectations would, they, go up they when would you're say, recruiting. They like would this. say that though to almost imply that he wouldn't be able to continue doing it right. He wouldn't be able to – because he doesn't have the tournament success, so his recruiting is going to fall off as a result. Guys aren't going to say, I'm going to Memphis where I could – but that is not – A, I think that run last year helps – Sort of, he said he needed to, to continue to recruit bed. at that level, right. yeah, to help put that narrative to bed. But also, NIL, but, I think, can make it an equal, equal, w- equal
0: footing. But too. but Josh wasn't nearly on this level in terms of being ranked number two recruiter in the country. But that became the narrative: is that you, you can't recruit this well. He had some top five recruiting classes. We know that well, and then not have the the sort of tournament success, not just making it and getting and winning a first round game, but getting around the corner. Eventually, Penny will be there. It, again, if you're held up this high as a recruiter, at some point, you know you you you're you're held accountable for what you're doing on the court with it. That that it, it just naturally happens, and so in a way, it turns up the pressure on you as well. Uh, it it has for Cal in Lexington. We talk about how many titles he's won for the way he's recruited. It's too few, and 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 frankly, having won the one title, sure that that kept fans happy for a little while, but they ain't happy now. Uh, you see that certainly, and uh, again, I see they would certainly feel like they should have won more with the way they've recruited. That will become, yep. you know, as the years go on, if you're not making second weekends and, and further with this way you're recruiting, it, it's held against you. But you see with, the, with sort of the progression so far, hopefully he's putting tournament runs, yep. tournament runs, not just tournament appearances, with the recruiting. And then that's the way you keep it going, John. You can keep it going for
2: years and yeah, years. Yeah, I mean, ahead of, you know, Bill Self, ahead of Scott Drew ahead of an unproven Shire at this point cuz that's okay right now yeah, you know, just, Shire's that's 10. that's
0: the brotherhood Yeah, right like you're
2: right now you're ahead of Duke right that's you what's know? going on right now at Memphis that's
0: I'm, again it's 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 impressive
2: man but recruiting is is changing you know it is really changing um you know the the high school kids you know it's just it's like i think what you're going to see more and more and this is sort of a separate conversation but what you're going to see more and more is like you know, these top one, like, I would say like 150, those 150 level kids, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to start at a smaller school. They just, because
0: bigger, the bigger schools will yeah. take the transfers from the yeah. lower schools if yes. they have to. That have that. They're going to do that every time. And small conference players every year, time, whatever. Yeah. Right? Yeah.
2: So you're going to see more and more, um, you know, it, it, there's going to be a little bit of a talent drain, uh, young talent drain. In college basketball at the high level, because what's going to happen is those those teams will just wait for kids that they would have probably brought in as freshmen to marinate elsewhere, and then because there's no penalty, they'll just recruit them then, you know, which kind of stinks for the schools like you know that are developing them mm-hmm. that bring them in, take the chance on them, give them a scholarship, and then lose. It's a them. domino effect, no doubt. But that is the way it goes, and and I think Penny has shown he is. He is in pretty good position to capitalize on opportunities like that and guys like that because that's going to be the way he does it. I think moving forward, yeah, he'll have some 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 great freshmen, right? He'll have yeah, that's not stopping, dude. You know, he'll have a like chance. He's positioning
0: at, himself now for that.
2: I don't. By the way, I don't. I don't, I don't think. As an aside, victorious got in um, last weekend. Victorious Miller. I don't think he got in last week, and he's still going to to come. I think it got pushed back a couple of weeks, though. The son of Silk the Shaka, mm-hmm. who I who I do believe is going to join us on the show, Silk the Shaka, um, be freaking amazing. Yeah, I'm working on, on it. I'm working on it, man. I'm, I, I'm I'm deep in my bag here. I'm doing everything I can. He's kind of in my age range. I think, oh yeah,
0: forty seven ish,
2: forty five. Yeah, but you know, I was I, you know coming up twelve, thirteen. I I was certainly familiar with Silk. Really? Yeah. So we were so, I mean, he didn't have that many hits. He had the uh "It Ain't My Fault." Did I do that? And then he was on "Make Him Say Na 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 Na." He had like you know, not much on like disrespect him.
0: Does he have more? Is he like Keelan? He's got more than just Victorious. Or I don't is think it, is, so. Is this the main? I think this is good? the one. Yeah.
2: Um <clears throat> So. Was Master P had a bunch of them? Yeah, he did. He did. I don't think that's what's going on here. But we' I think I'm hoping to be to to get him on the show. That'd be awesome. Yeah, and we can ask him. You know. Penny Hardaway number two, recruiter in the country. Like, have you felt that? Like, you you picking that up? You know, when you're talking to him. So, anyway, so uh, Mark Few's not on that list. Did you mention him? Yeah, I think he's. Uh, let me. Uh, I, I'm assuming he's. He probably came in in ten to twenty. Just about all the guys that Penny's ahead of. Wow, that's uh, you're right. Everybody except Cal. Yeah, I mean that's definitely like that should be mentioned. Mark Few. I mean Scott Drew, Juwan Howard, you know Eric Musselman. It's a, it's. A, I mean it's there's a lot of guys that he is ahead of that are among the most accomplished.
0: And then you got old Slick Rick sitting there at four or five. Bruce
2: Pearl, you know. uh, He's ahead of Nate Oates. Uh, He's ahead of Rick Barnes. Uh, Mark Few is not in the top 20, according to Field of 68. Tommy Lloyd is. Because Tommy was getting a lot of those guys before he went over to Arizona. He's ahead of Hubert Davis. I feel like if you're – this is my honest opinion. If you're at Duke Carolina, I think you should be excused from this list, period. Yeah, what I think you should be. I think you should not be eligible. That's
0: ridiculous. I mean, they should be held to the because same standards. They're not recruiting. Top, they should both be top five all the time.
2: Yeah. So if you're not top five, you're kind of failing a little bit here. North Carolina and Duke recruit themselves. It's not you. I mean, you're just you're just you know spreading the gospel.
0: Remind me again where he had Stansberry? You had him four or five. Five to be doing that at Western Kentucky is pretty impressive.
2: No, that is crazy. That he's bro. got him as a top five that recruit is out of West nuts.
0: We just we just saw what the man can do.
2: Yeah. So anyway, I thought it was—I thought it was uh, some 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 nice love for uh, for Petty Hardaway there, but from the. Uh the field of did you, sixty-eight. Did you see
0: the news about the the I.R.P. and Penny, Penny commented on it, said you know we need to make the changes. Essentially, that he's good, but, but he also said I'm just going to adapt. But it, nice that it's coming on now, right? No, that was, you,
2: a, that was a debacle. Now, know, that,
0: I, you know, Memphis never should have thought this was going to be anything separate than what the NCAA normally does. And remember, that's that was the passion with which you made the decision that this remember will play why and then we'll get I.R.P. because it's going to be different. It was no different. They used NCAA investigators They wanted your hide just like they wanted your hide back in the day. You know what I'm saying? That, that lead investigator that was badgering folks. Um, they never should have put themselves in this position. But hopefully, at least with this, you know, run killing the IRP, the band, the postseason bans, trying to go away from that, it's not, you know, yes, it doesn't apply to Memphis right now, but hopefully this does mean that, you know, you're just not going to see something extremely heavy come down on Memphis here. And it's a situation you could deal with where, whether it's a coach's suspension or, or you know, but just not a postseason ban. Nothing that, nothing that heavy.
2: No, I think... Because
0: right? you're, you're moving indication. away from that. The NCAA is moving exactly. away from that. Well, it just, and it the just, IRP was a bad idea in the first place. Yeah, it, was it was never going to be separate from the NCAA. And look how
2: long the damn thing took. It's almost been three years. Yeah, what a joke. What a joke that ended up being. Uh, there was a big trade in the NBA. Man, yes. And it apparently has spurred a question. It has spurred a question about the Memphis Grizzlies uh, and how they stack up. So we'll get into that. See where we come down. We'll become...
4: the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. If your day sounds like we need the report ASAP, you deserve Madella. If you've persevered through, You deserve this rich, golden lager with a crisp, and refreshing taste. Or if you overcame,
3: two more rests. Two more.
4: You deserve this ice cold reward. Medella, the remarkable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port Chicago, Illinois. The real estate market is changing.
2: It's been changing for a while now, and it always is. It's going to evolve. That's the way things work. It's been a wild ride, but. The Live Love Memphis Group and the Live Love DeSoto Team, the real estate agency, they are here to help you navigate it. It is more important than ever before to have a team with their finger on the pulse, and that's what they got at the Live Love Memphis Group. What they're going to do is they're going to make you the most money for your home, help you get that help you navigate all of the process, make everything easy. Reach out to him, sold at lovelovememphis.com.
0: Here's how you reach out, 901-625-5200. Again, 625-5200. The name is Jennifer Karstensen. She's fantastic. What she does, see for yourself. I did four years ago. Thank God I did. I was in a situation I didn't think I'd be able to sell my home uh, for years, I wouldn't put it on the market because I thought I'd have to sink thousands into getting it ready. I was wrong. And Jennifer Carsonson was the one who told me I was. Got the home sold for the price she said we would get it sold for. And then she got me in my dream home as well. We're in a much different situation. We're happy now. The wife and I, it's all thanks to Jennifer Carsonson. You could be next. But you got to call. 901 625 5200 you can email them as well at sold at LiveLoveMemphis.com. Again, that's sold at live love Memphis.com. It's the Live Love Memphis and Live Love DeSoto teams at the real estate agency.
2: All right, so there was a trade as we got off the air yesterday in the NBA, and it was a big one. It was a massive trade. It was a strange trade, and it was, uh, it was Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell is headed from the Utah Jazz to the Cleveland Cavaliers in exchange for Laurie, Lowry, Lowry, Lowry. Lowry, don't call him Lowry. Mike Lowry, yeah. Markkinen, right, right, right. Colin Sexton, one of Jason's favorite players in the association. Um, some some uh, first rounders, some pick swaps. I feel like I'm missing one player. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. Ogbaji. Yeah yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Thank you, uh, Ogbaji, the the young rookie. Uh, that is what Utah gets. They they did get their token white uh, as part of the uh, trade. Therefore. I mean, you, it's got you know, it's Utah. You always have to make it racial. Genre. I'm just Don't saying, you? it's you Utah. You always have to make it it's racial. It's part of the deal. They have to. It's. I, I'm sorry,
0: Danny Ainge. Every
2: transaction must include a white. For the, you know, the, Danny said we're going to appease <laughs> the whites. Yeah, it's just the way it goes. And uh, on, on the other side, Donovan Mitchell now becomes a member of the Cleveland Cavaliers, which people are, uh, I think, I, I I think losing their minds over. Um, I don't know how much better this is going to ultimately make Cleveland. I understand why they did it. You understand it makes them better. I, I I think it makes them better. How much better I think is a debate. Colin Sexton wasn't even playing. No, he wasn't. And they and they were gonna have to pay him, right? So it was a that's why I, I get it, right? That's yeah. why I understand it. Um so you you, you get the emergence of, of Darius Garland. Love him. And uh and that of course makes Colin Sexton very much expendable. Markkinen was a bum. Yeah, he's better than a bum. 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 But he'll be a fan favorite in Utah, won't he? Probably. Bro, going to be a fan favorite, averaging 10 a game. Um, it ain't about Markkinen, bro. It's
0: about all them picks that Danny Ainge yeah. getting, setting and, but, himself up. But
2: if Cleveland's good, they won't care, right? They won't care that they have their picks. It won't matter. And then the pick swaps actually benefit, could potentially benefit Cleveland, right? So um, <clears throat> I am not a Donovan Mitchell truther. I I think he's an undersized, you know, he's an undersized two guard whose game has been hampered by the new rules in the NBA. Mm, I hadn't thought about that point. You know, yeah, um, they that. used to. Re- well, he used to. And I and I, I go back to that Grizz series, right? I go back to the series against the Grizz. I was that was like our me and Sam's first night out since baby, and I we were there, and and he was really a beneficiary of those those you know ticky tack. Three-point calls, right? Jim, Trey, those are some of the guys. Absolutely. And the NBA pardon. the NBA stopped rewarding that on the unnatural movement, right? The NBA stopped rewarding that. And I think Donovan Mitchell suffered. Uh, I, I think it's the right move for the league, but I think Donovan Mitchell's game has suffered. I don't love him. I don't love him as a player. Um, <clears throat> I know there are people out there that do. I mean, there, there was a time, we think about the bubble, where he was, he looked like one of the best players in the NBA. This dude's
0: averaged twenty or more every year of his career. Right, but Only I would, like Iverson was the last guy to do that the first five years. No, of his
2: career. I I, I like, would just counter that by saying, you know, like what what about the efficiency? What about the you know the the, the usage rate? Forty four percent for his career leaves something to be desired. Right, uh,
0: thirty six for three from his career for his career now thirty five last year was a career second lowest of his career.
2: And he's the guy in Utah. He's always been the guy in Utah. My question for Donovan Mitchell and about this trade really boils down to, you know, Cleveland was a surprise team last season because they were they were a team, right? They had they had Jared Allen, they had Evan Mobley, you know, they had uh, they had Garland come, you know, uh, you know emerge, mm-hmm. you know, they had a Kevin Love was like a six man of the year type guy, right? Um, they just sort of were better than the sum of their parts. Uh, how is Donovan Mitchell going to fit into that? You know, Darius Garland was was the, the leader of that team last year, um, and, and he was sort of who the offense worked through. What's this going to look like now? Because Donovan's, Donovan's coming with that same mentality, right? The, the offense flowed through him in Utah. Is it still going to in Cleveland? Should it still in Cleveland? You know, I would I, I think that's the question, right? Is there going to be a bit of a tug of war between Darius Garland and, and Donovan Mitchell and both in
0: the ball in their hands.
2: How smooth is that going to be? Mm-hmm. Cuz they were already what, what what were they last year? What, what were, were they a play-in team?
0: Yeah, they were in the play-in. They yeah. ended up the 9, yeah. you know, in terms of uh, record 44-38. They were in the 9 spot where But the they play-in.
2: were better than that because because Remember they kind of
0: crumbled down the
2: stretch. Well, that was because Jared Allen got hurt. Way. Jared Allen missed Start a lot of it. games, you know. He was he was big for them um and when he got hurt he had like a wrist injury or something it kind of felt like they maxed out yeah. last year well again they were a top 4 seed for a lot of the season man and then Jared Allen got hurt and then they kind of did fall off a cliff cuz they didn't have a you know they didn't have anybody that could change the game and impact the game like Jared Allen i like cleveland i like what jb bickerstaff is doing I, I and i understand why they did it but i'm i'm just i'm hesitant to say that it's going to make them a championship contender uh, could it make them a top four seed? Maybe, but I think that's going to be difficult. You have Brooklyn there, you got Boston there, Miami's still going to be tough. Philly, we know we got, we're both high. We're very bullish on Philly. I, I mean, it, it, Milwaukee, we haven't even mentioned. I mean, that's going to be a tough ask. I don't know if Donovan Mitchell is the piece that gets you to that. Well, I'm glad you say you hesitate to call him
0: a, a championship contender because they're not. They're not with Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, they're they're not. They're not better than the Nets right now. And that's assuming, uh, of course, you're gonna get Kyrie and all that. But why wouldn't you? It's a contract year for him. Yep. They're not better than Milwaukee. A healthy Milwaukee. I don't think they're better than the Sixers. And 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 we'll see on some of these other teams. Mm-hmm. You know, with the Heat and what happens there. Um, listen, Cleveland's one of the best defensive teams in the league last year, mm-hmm. and, and I'm not going to sit up here and say Donovan Mitchell doesn't play defense. He's at least been part of good defenses. I realize a lot of that was Rudy Gobert, yep. three-time defensive player of the year, but you've been, you've been on some teams that have played good team defense. Now, they started slipping last year, and he's no great individual defender. I do that part of it. What, what will be demanded of him defensively? Because Darius Garland isn't some great defender either. And we can sit up here and look at Bain and John and say, well, individually, how good are they? But they've been part of great team defense. Yep. Memphis was sixth last year in the league in defensive rating. So my question, again, defensively, how's that going to look with Donovan Mitchell? How ends he going to be on that end? Mm-hmm. Because it's something JB preaches and something with those bigs they've got that's clearly a strength. He's going to have to go all in on that side of the ball as well. That said, I don't think it pushes them up, John. You can't, you know, you can't, I can't promise you this makes them even a top four seed, the fourth seed. It could be fifth, it could be sixth. Does it move them up from nine? Absolutely it does. Um they won't be a championship contender. I'll bottom line it this way, John, until they add LeBron in a couple of years.
2: And even and then. And when they
0: do that, they yeah. will be. They'll be a championship contender at that point.
2: Yeah. Um anyway, I saw that. And then the question I, I that you were posed that you were pressured on. Well, everybody loves this because now you're you're talking about Donovan
0: Mitchell, Darius. Mobley, Allen, and Jeff, I, I guess this is going around, and maybe a little bit on Grizz Twitter today, which nucleus is better was a question that was posed to me by Jeff, and he seemed to want to lean towards Cleveland, that it was more maybe of a no-brainer than, I I, I I picked Grizzlies still. More accomplished, you know more with what you've got, and I still think even say, saying that, yep. the ceiling's higher. Like for Ja, where he's going, this dude's second team All-NBA last year. Darius Garland ain't that. Okay, and Donovan Mitchell's come down quite a bit. So just from that standpoint, what the Grizzlies have already accomplished, what I think Jaron can inevitably end up being, he made the Jaron-Mobley comparison, and I get a lot of people picking Mobley over Jaron, and especially based on Jaron's injury history. But remember, Jaron was also first-team All-NBA defense last year and was in the running for Defensive Player of the Year. When he is healthy, he is a difference maker. And I think when you add up all the parts, I, I still would take the Grizzlies. It's close. All-star appearances,
3: clearly Cleveland's got you.